What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. August 18th, 2023. Happy Friday. It's time to get in the weeds. I am at Joel Pearl. As always, my, uh, I'm not reading that out loud because we got a five minute warning here. Jeremy Lambert's with me. And his, what? His what I do? I can't, I can't say the last word yet. We got to wait until we're at least five or six minutes into the video. Why can't you say it? Because we're trying to be good for the algorithm here on you. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, I'm I'm sorry that you know we're we're celebrating 25 years of Edge, who is a little B in Apartment 23. Great show, by the way. It is great it show. Is not the first time we've referenced it in our years together. <laughs> no, we're probably we're the only wrestling show that's going to have multiple references to the B and Apartment Twenty Three. You can't trust her. I told you. <laughs> I see Andrew Zarian's in the chat. I like seeing that. I hope you're doing well. I know your shows later. People can watch the replay. Okay, we're, y'all are here right now, joining us for uh, for in the weeds. Okay, are you ready? We got plenty to talk about. Is Andrew Zarian going to hack this show? I'm glad Andrew Zarian is is doing better. I don't know. I don't think he has like a circle, uh, but you know, his his message, uh, I'm glad everything is good with with him and the family. I miss Andrew Zarian's beautiful face on this show. It's a beautiful face. I got another beautiful face joining us at 11 a.m. How about Price City OG himself, Alec Price, the IWTV world champion, independent wrestling world champion. He's going to join us at 11 a.m. Eastern. How's that sound, Jeremy Lambert? I'm good because I booked it. Oh, good point. All right. <laughs> Looking forward to that chat. So many questions for that man. Do you ever think he had that match at Fenway against Ishiban? We can ask. He's, he's been going to. I mean, he, he won the IWTV Independent Wrestling World title at uh, Beyond American Rana this past weekend. And now he's getting called out by a bunch of people. So Alec Price, uh, he knows John Alba, which is unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Alec Price is great. He's been on Spotlight before, and uh, he's fantastic. So I look forward to catching up with him uh, coming off his big victory and everybody being mad at him for some reason. Why Why would anyone be mad at him? What did he do? Come on. He won a title. People get mad when you like win stuff, Joel. It's very strange. You, if, if you either win things or you sell a lot of tickets to an event, people get weirdly angry about it. I don't know what it is. 
166 tickets left until they break the record, Jeremy. At least that was like hours ago. I don't believe it. All right, fine. Zarian says we'll call in next week. Fine. Fine, Andrew Zarian. We'll love to see you next week. What, what record? Who's breaking what record with 166 tickets? The all-in Wembley record is or not the record all in has the potential to surpass the WrestleMania 32 number, the actual number, the factual number. They're all fake. They are all fake wrestling in its totality is not real. I hope, I hope Tony announces 150,000. I want him to announce 93,174. <laughs> Just to get the right people upset. And that's the way to do it. 150,000. Because then I don't know how anybody's topping that. I don't think there's a stadium big enough. But you got to count the all the workers, all the, all the wrestlers, all the backstage staff, all the production people. Count the, uh, the, the buses. Pretend there's invisible people. We don't know. Invisible man, invisible Stan could be there as well. Like, we need to count all of these people. He is a friend of the referees in WW in, in AEW, I should say. That's right. Bryce Rensberg knows him well. Yeah. So there's no reason why Invisible Stan wouldn't be there. And the Invisible that. Man. I would do that if I ran a wrestling show. My One of my favorite lines uh, that always sticks with me, it's from a New Jack shoot. I don't know if it's a shoot interview or if just a random, every New Jack interview is a shoot interview, right? He's just, he's just like watching uh, watching one of his matches and it's taking place in front of nobody and there's just all these empty chairs and he's like a lot of people dress as chairs for this event (laughs) one of my favorite lines just always sticks with me so anytime i see just like empty chairs at a wrestling event like ah, a lot of people dress as chairs for this event that's a that's a uh, new jack reference anytime you hear me potentially mention that I love that. I, I barely remember that line till you till you just told me. It's uh, so good. New me. Jack shoot interviews. Yeah, just Jack's life was a shoot. Facts. New Jack. I mean, he he had his issues, but as a uh, wrestling personality who did not have to get uh, it was in any type of personal dealings with him. New Jack. <laughs> hey, as a personality myself, I'll take it every day. Uh, we have. Plenty to talk about, including you leaving a thumbs up on this video and, of course, subscribing to us here at Fightful Overbooked because we are here for you. At least we are. Like Jeremy and I, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m., we're here. And, like, there's a ton of other content. We'll talk about it later. But either way, uh, we're going to talk about Dynamite, a lot about Dynamite, a lot about the Texas Jeff match. And we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about Edge because everyone wants to talk about Edge. I know Jeremy has his feelings, but we'll talk about that a little later. I, everyone wants to talk about Edge. Am I not everyone? Am I not included? I don't care about Edge. Listen, if there's one thing I've learned over the last 25 years, just hide your wives. I don't. Yeah, I, I actually watched that Paul Heyman promo. Uh, the other day i don't know why it was came up in like my recommended uh things you know what it was actually i was searching for a thumbnail because wwe filed a bunch of ecw trademarks and so i was searching for a thumbnail and it came up in my search that promo so i was like ah, i'm gonna watch this so yes I, I watched it yes uh two words matt freaking hardy for everybody i like this comment so someone posted on on twitter about this 
that WrestleMania 32 did 101,000. I want you to go find that tweet. I think WrestleOps posted it, or Wrestle, it was Wrestling World CC, one of those engagement whatevers. Go find that tweet, and then go look at the article that's in the community notes under it. It may look like a familiar platform for you to find out that the actual paid amount was about 80,000. So go check that out. I saw that, uh, that we got community notes uh, reference there. I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I can I use we're reputable, Jeremy. It means we're reputable. Can I use community notes now that I'm a verified uh tweeter? Oh, did you get the thing? I had to to use TweetDeck. But you can hide the thing. I mean, I don't really care if I have I don't even know if like uh I don't know I don't know if it shows up on my profile yet. I don't care if it does, whenever it does, like whatever. Um but I had to to use TweetDeck. I, I can't function work-wise without TweetDeck. The new TweetDeck sucks, though. Awful. Absolutely awful. Kyler and I were trying to like figure out how I could get added back to the, the Fightful account to use that. And we finally figured it out. But then like they just changed. The search doesn't work. Like You click on the little uh, magnifying glass to search on x pro i guess it's called now and like nothing happens so it's broken the layout's awful and you can't really the functionality is a downgrade other than the play this weekend though miss lincoln is uh functioning fine the x pro is a motorcycle what are we talking about is it a motorcycle it is a motorcycle okay sure there's also the huawei matebook X Pro. Okay. The I'll Kia, take your word for all of the this. The Kia Telluride X Pro. I will take your word of this. I, I do not I do not know. X Pro markets. They invest in various currencies. The only X, Ryan's got it right. The only X I, I recognize is DMX. That's true. It's going to be that, that, that is that is the answer. That is the answer. Anyway, not the answer was uh a lot of stuff that happened on Dynamite. And I don't know where I want to start with you, but I guess we'll start with the Texas Jeff match. Why? Because sometimes you just got to start with the main event and work your way backwards. Okay. What the hell was that? It ruled. What do you mean, what was that? Okay. I want you to tell me why it ruled. I thought it did not. It really depends what you wanted to get out of this thing, because I'll tell you this much. That, that $100,000 title... Now it looks real good around Jeff Jarrett's waist. What I wanted out of this match was stupidity because it was a, let, let's be honest about it. It was a sponsor match, a throwaway match on a show two weeks before the self-proclaimed biggest wrestling event of all time. Um, that, so that's what I expected. I'm sorry. I was reading this, uh, that chat from Redmond Sur- survivor. Um, I'll address that in a second, but that's what I expected from it. What what were your expectations for a Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Hardy sponsor match where Jeff Jarrett said, hey, Leatherface is going to show up? The only way it would have been better is if they did it as like a pre-tape cinematic gimmick, uh, which I think, yeah, that would have worked better for sure. But as a live event thing, I did not expect much of anything from this and i got that the leatherface appearance was hilarious to me 
absolutely hilarious. He comes out, the chainsaw is clearly not on, not chainsawing anything, but the sound is playing over the loudspeaker. He's swinging it around like a friggin' madman. Karen Jerry uh, has one job and just just slips on the banana peel every time she's trying to throw this low blow. Satnam Singh looked like uh, his first day trying to goozle somebody. That didn't look great. The Jeffs were just out there trying their best on this. Everybody else just looked lost and confused. I want my wrestling. I've said this many times, Joel Pearl. I want my wrestling to be absolutely outstanding because then it's memorable but that gets old after a while okay great will osprey tetsuya naito they had a seven star 1800 star match awesome oh okada and naito oh eight stars great good for them we see these the scale's been broken so often with these with these great matches there's so many five star matches out there there's so many four and a half star matches out there cares about all that you want your five-star classics nah bump that you know what i want dumb shit i want your negative five-star matches that's what we don't have enough of in professional wrestling we don't have enough negative star matches out there and that's what this was and that's why this ruled because we need more bad awful dumb matches in wrestling i I have an entire pay-per-view to to recommend to you and that is the heroes of wrestling heroes of wrestling yeah baby joel you're look i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest about this everyone knows if you don't my favorite match of all time is the doomsday cage match between hulk hogan and randy savage against the alliance to end hulkamania this is one of the dumbest matches ever they forget the rules halfway through it everybody's just kind of wandering around the cage is all flimsy so everybody's worried i think arn anderson says this like they're worried about like following or falling through it and stuff it's a terrible terrible match i love it because it is just so awful and gimmicky and hokey it's fantastic for me that's what i want I don't want I don't want these oh great high technical I I, I like a good technical match. Oh this great high art high athleticism match. Good. I see that shit every week. I'm tired of seeing that. I want that's dumb that's stuff. I want that's guys that's just swinging chainsaws around that don't work. I want the fake blood being poured and Isaiah Cassidy coming in like hey. I want guys who look like they've never been on television before. That's good to me. Uh, apparently that guy had been on television before. Fightful Select uh, reported who the actual Leatherface uh, cosplayer was. I was talking about, I wasn't talking about Leatherface. I was talking about people who've had matches in AEW, oh, televised fair. matches of AEW. Fair. Okay. Well, just remember how to hit him in the dick. Uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast sends a super chat saying, let's not get deep with Jeff Jarrett matches. Listen, first of all, you can send a super chat in any amount of question or statement read on the air. Uh, and and listen, there's a point. Yes, Jarrett matches aren't that bad. It's just this one was especially egregious for a lot of the reasons you said, Jeremy, because on Wednesday, you and I sat here being like, yeah, this should be a mostly pre-recorded match. And I thought it was absolutely silly as hell to have Jeff uh, Hardy come out, do the pose, do the dance, get everyone excited, and then immediately go to the back, just wander his ass. And that ruled. It was the dumbest. Exactly. But, but it ruled. And that's the thing. Like, I didn't, 
I didn't hate this match in the, okay, how can I put this to make I, I'm trying to make a point here that the match wasn't bad. The match had a place, but it was so it was so bad it's good. Shout out to Josh Robinson. We used to do a show here on Overbook called So Bad It's Good. And this would have been one of those one of those matches. And that's fine. This match could have been badder and like better batter. You know what I'm trying to say? It could have been if they had done the cinematic approach and like tightened those things up that made it so bad it's good, then it would have been better. I think what we saw doing the live action stuff and just the, the, the just the bad performing, so much could have been better off if you had pre-recorded it and made it just more fun and more hokey. I think we would have had a better time and we wouldn't be discussing like, is it a good match? Because the match didn't matter. No one came. The match doesn't. Who cares? What we care about is whether or not we were entertained. And like, were you entertained because it was bad or were you entertained because it happened? Like, what was I, what was entertaining to you for this? I was entertained because it's Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy in a Texas Chainsaw death match two weeks before All In. It had no point. It had no place of being on this show. No, outside of a sponsorship deal. Absolutely no point i don't think jeff jarrett and jeff hardy they're not booked for all in they announced 300 episodes or 300 matches for all in on this episode of dynamite jeff jarrett and jeff hardy are not part of the show as of now even though jeff jarrett's the one over in the uk doing all the media work for this damn show he should get a singles match he should be facing will osprey if we're being honest no he's gonna get great and it's gonna be fantastic all right good but they're they're not even booked for this show. And it's like, hey, we're gonna do this because it's Tennessee and we got this big sponsorship check coming in. It ruled. It, I loved it because it it had no it was nonsensical. I love the nonsensical stuff. Louie, uh not a super chat, but a comment. I'm so I'm gonna address it because uh he says my favorite matches of my all-time favorite matches are VLC and the Jackass match. I said it last year. Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn was the match of the year for me. I, it's one of my favorite matches of all time as well. That gives you an idea of the kind of nonsense I like in wrestling. That was a little bit tighter and fun than this. This was just like not good. Like it, it was, was just sloppy. It wasn't. It yeah. was. It was bad sloppy entertainment and i'm fine with entertaining matches like we did like the ones we just talked about like the ones that louis talked about those ones are great and we go back to those and laugh about it all the time this one just wasn't done right at all but good honestly good when they take place on a show like aew or even if this took place on a wwe show because what do i always say about WWE and AEW shows. And I'm sure we'll talk about this when it comes to all in of like, everybody is so good nowadays. Every, everything is every wrestler knows exactly what they're doing. All the production is so good. Everything is meticulous down planning and all of this stuff to where it's just very tough to go out on television. Unless you only have a few minutes, it's just tough to have a bad match. And there are some matches that bad and sometimes styles don't mix. So the performer has an off night and that's, I actually feel bad 
when that happened. This, I don't feel bad about it because it was supposed to be stupid. So you know what? If it's supposed to be a dumb match, I hope they don't have a good performance in this. And when it's Jeff Jarrett and Jeff Hardy, two guys who have enough matches underneath their belt and everything, where it's like, ah, they just had a bad match. Sure, great. They have plenty of memorable matches and memorable moments. Let them have a bad match on television where every match is like a three-star, three-and-a-half-star match at worst nowadays i want the negative star ratings i tweeted out in the when they got back to the ring i said there's very little death in this death match and then they set up a table and jeff hardy completely (laughs) obliterated jeff jarrett's ribs and i was just like never mind we're good (laughs) that was uh the stuff like that sucked oh it sucks so bad and that's the thing jeff hardy has said in multiple interviews when he first came back, he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to land on the back of my neck anymore. The guys are younger. They can take the splash. He completely Jeff's not young. Je- sure. No, but he's saying Jeff Jarrett's not young. You're right. He's just doing it to everybody now. It's he's Jeff Hardy's sad. body above all. When he does that swanton, it's just land on you. And however I land is how I land. It's such a bad flip. <laughs> he's got to stop doing it. Jeff Hardy is just uh gearing himself up or maybe jeff jarrett is jeff jarrett returning to gcw to take on nick gage what's up what up nick gage we got the the deathmatch king jeff jarrett out here he's got the leather face title to prove it effie's gonna be backstage and be like nope no jeff jarrett cast it we're not letting jeff jarrett in the building tonight we're done the last real outlaw of professional wrestling Pro Wrestling Podcast sent another super chat saying saving grace for me was that the money went towards a good cause. Okay. So yes, I will I will say I think it is absolutely fantastic that Tony announced that the the sponsorship money was donated to the was it the Red Cross? It, it was basically uh, the, the Maui Food. Maui Food. Now, Thank you. Yeah, so the Maui Maui Food uh, Food Bank Food Initiative, whatever it was, to to help those who were affected by the uh, the situation in Maui. I think that's fantastic. Do not get me wrong. In terms of like the scheduling, this is where I'll nitpick a little bit. You knew the money was coming. You knew how much money was coming. You didn't need to rush the, sh- the, the, the showing of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match at this event. They when did. You knew the money was happening. No, they did. They they already announced this this match for this show before they turned it into fight for the fallen and two they had to do the sponsorship because the game is coming out you can't do the sponsorship when when is the game coming out what when is the game coming out hold on i'll tell you ever seen texas chainsaw massacre or like any of these movies by the way no apparently it's releasing oh today today Uh, see they had to do it this week you didn't have to do it this week you could have done next week but like out now it's just like the stupid dave batista zombie movie no joel joel we don't know when it came with the, the sponsorship stuff of all this. Maybe the, the agreement was, hey, we want to do the match before the game comes out. And had they done it a week later, then it would have been like, nah, never mind. Like, we don't, we don't want that. We want to do this, this uh, sponsorship match now. So I'm not blaming Tony Khan for that. There's dealings here that we're just not privy to. Did this make you want to buy the game? No, but I wasn't going to buy the game regardless. This didn't make me be like, this didn't turn me off from the game because I didn't care about this game. I didn't know the game. Here's what I'll say, how it works. I didn't know this game existed until this match. So, you know, at least I know the game exists now. 
I assume that this was all done for Mike Straw. I thought this was, I thought they were promoting a movie. I didn't realize it was a video game. Buying it now. <laughs> Good for you, Louie. Joel nitpicked that they signed Kyle Fletcher and because he doesn't like people getting paid. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was that I didn't like people getting a graphic when the other person was basically just killing the momentum. Because what they do, they brought they brought both of them back at the same time. Great. Glad Mark Davis is okay. And they gave him the ROH tag titles. That would have been the date to be like, oh, by the way, they're all elite or all honor, whatever they're calling them now. What are you going to nitpick? What else? Do you have any other nitpicks that I can correctly shoot down? I mean, I don't think you're correctly shooting down anything. I think all it is is me asking why they couldn't push it a week because I get it. The game's out today. That's fine. But like, it would have felt more out of place if like go home show for all in here's this texas death match it was also a tennessee thing joel it aligned that jeff jarrett it wasn't a tennessee. tennessee death match it was a texas death match but the fact that it was jeff jarrett uh you know taking part in it and he's from tennessee he should have gotten the the aw world title shot i, should mean, I agree should have won he should have won and then the all-in match should have been Jeff Jarrett versus Adam Cole, baby. Factual. It's not true. Factual. Oh, God, the kangaroo kick. That rules. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And so, but this is the thing. Like, stop telling me this. I like, stop trying to, to wash this into like a PR. Tony said he's giving the money. So it's okay. It's okay that the match sucked. And it's okay that the, the Texas death match idea was silly. Like, don't come at me with, he's giving the money, so everything's okay. It's it's not the point. That's not the point. Yeah, that's completely just... What's the point? You know, what point are you trying to make? The point that I was trying to make was that it was very, very silly to have that match. Period. And that, you know, just getting it away with being like, well, we're giving the money. We're, we're donating the money. That's great. That's wonderful. Doesn't excuse the fact that the match itself was just kind of garbage. <laughs> they did the match because it was a sponsorship match. Oh, that's like... fine. And we talked about that. That's fine. But there are ways to push back on the sponsorship matches to at least like get something going. Be like, it's a cinematic match. It's a recorded match. You're not going to do it on Rampage because the viewership is much different. It's not going to happen. But my point being, like, you can do a half cinematic, half recorded match. And it. I don't even think they did half recorded. Or they just spliced it together very well with jeff hardy going and you know jumping in and then leaving and then going to the back and then you know basically everything that, that started the match we talked about it being halfway in halfway out in terms of cinematic yeah. or recorded uh so at least they, they did that but i mean what was in the back was just not good at all yeah they did the commercial the entire time i was mad like they opened the doors and it was sanjay and jay lethal are standing there in their cowboy out- outfits this is during the commercial break it's like, what are we doing? We need the big dramatic entrance during the match. I, I ask again, why wasn't Leatherface portrayed by Sanjay Dutt? Why didn't Leatherface chop someone? He should have chainsawed someone's arm off. That's what should have happened. I don't know how you do that. They could have figured it out, though. They, you know, fake arm had the, had the long shirt, fake arm dangling, just chop it off, and it's gone. Just some extra that you'll never see again. That's what should have happened. Spend years working in nonprofit. Now I got a chat full of dorks telling me I hate helping people. You do. <laughs> I do. You do. It's clearly. Jeff says, why are you spending so much time on a match? You do? I loved it. I love this match. 
I didn't even realize Joel was going to talk about it until it was in the thumbnail. I, like, I didn't know. I didn't understand. I honestly didn't know why we were going to talk about it. Because I, sure. do I, I don't want to sit here and be like, so the all-in build, like everyone else. Like, okay, the all-in build is exactly what Jeremy and I talked about it being. It's going to be a bunch of, like, specialty matches to build to the all-out card next week. Like, nothing, for us, this is not really a talking point. This was just, like, Jeff on Jeff action happened, and it was probably one of the most like hilarious talking points from dynamite in a show that well you know was otherwise rushed but also felt very tony khan building to a pay-per-view like where just like a forbidden door where there was a dynamite where he announced four matches in one night we did the same thing on wednesday with what three matches announced at the same time maybe there was four so that's that's really why who's your favorite jeff in history joel oh that's a good question I was gonna, I was gonna jokingly say Dahmer, but that don't really believe that at all. <laughs> all That's not a good answer. Well, it's just because you know he he had the the Netflix documentary recently, and that's why I'm thinking about it. Recently, I feel like that was at least a year ago. Was it a year? I don't know. Time is a flat circle, Jeremy. We've been through this a hundred times. I never watched it. Jeff Hawkins is my favorite. I was waiting for you to say Jeff Hawkins. That's a cowardly pick. Pick a real answer. He owes me money now, so clearly that's my favorite. That's a cowardly pick. Pick, people pick say a different Jeff answer. Bridges, Jeff Probst, Jeff Goldblum. That's a good one. I don't know. I, I, my, my brain is feeble and weak. I have wow. nothing. Mine is Jeff Gordon in the Black SS with the Navigation. But it's never Mark Martin in the number six Valvoline car? Mark Martin kind of ruled though. Like he, I did I did like him as a, as a race car driver. Jeff Gordon was all, always my favorite driver though. The extent of my stock car NASCAR racing was Mark Martin in the number six Valvoline car. Thank you, WCW. The Rainbow Warrior, Jeff Gordon, baby. See, Pro Wrestling Podcast knows what the deal is. I was also quoting Nelly. What's your favorite Nelly song, Joel? Uh, the one he was popular for. That's a lot of them. That's the problem. Somebody pick one because <laughs> it ain't me. Come on, Joel. I know you listen to Nelly. You're a Saint Lunatic. I can feel it. Haven't been to St. Louis since I was 2010. Come on, name a favorite Nelly song. Oh, Jazzy Jeff's a good one. DJ Jazzy Jeff, that's the guy right there. Yeah, I got nothing. I got no, I don't listen to Nelly. It's not my thing. It's not my Country jam. grammar. Yeah, classic. Or everyone goes for country grammar, sure. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Great. My eighth, my eighth grade dance, uh, dance parties were just that. Anyway, what else happened on Dynamite? <laughs> That's worth talking about. No, I'd rather talk about good Nelly songs, but you don't know anything about Nelly. Yeah, I done. Hey, what's your favorite Misfits song? Who's a Misfit? Yeah, there it is. The Miz. Loved him. Loved the Miz and the Misfits. That's a Sunday Kate and I conversation with the Miz. We don't do that here. You're the one who brought him up with Misfits. That was you. You turned it into that. There you go. Here's your favorite Misfit, Jerry Only. I assume if the wife is watching, she'll friggin' uh, message me a, a misfit song, but I don't Positively, know. Positively, yes. That's kind of what I'm getting at. We should basically, if if we ever had your wife on the show, which not going to happen, let's face it, because we're, we're smart here, uh, her and I would have long conversations about the music. It'd be awful. Awfully great. Be awful. Joel is grumpy, Jeff. That's my favorite. Jeff Valley Driver is my favorite Jeff because he's Stop calling it. you grumpy. Now you're pandering. 
How dare you pander? At least if he's going to do it, at least send a super chat and get, you know, support us, support my supposed grumpiness. I'm actually in a good mood. It's Friday. Smackdown tonight's in Toronto. I will be there. Got my tickets ready. So uh, if you're there, I'll see you there. Tim's going to be there if you want names from the past. Tim and I are going, so that's going to be fun. But uh, yeah, that's the plan. Who's your favorite, Tim? The, the one that I do the stuff with. The, the one who created the intro for this particular show. <laughs> That's another cowardly pick. You're just picking friends. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah. Well, sure as shit ain't Tim Allen, tell you that much. I mean, fair. I, I did like Home Improvement as a kid, but yeah, yeah he... Uh, he unfortunately ruined a lot of the a lot of the childhood memories with his uh recent statements and actions. Yep, very sad. Tim Horton, obviously, because I'm a Canadian, I have to say it. Wow. Tim Burton. Tim Burton, it's not bad. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim Curry. You want to talk about filmmakers? I was a fan of Tim Hardaway. Mm-hmm. His son's okay. Yep. Do you know who that is? Nope. Oh my gosh. Is that any relation to Penny Hardaway? No, no, I don't believe they are related. Someone saying Tim Tebow, that seems bad. What's wrong with Tim Tebow? What do you have against him? Anyway, we got uh, some bits from Cyclops Better Than Logan over on twitch.tv slash Gaming. Misfits have never played in my hood, West Baltimore, like ever, LOL. That's the thing. I also have not played in your hood, so there you go. Tim Tebow, stop it. The wife wants to run in here and play some misfits. We're going to get demonetized. We will. Let's, yeah. let's not do that. I mean, listen, we can play some misfits later. We'll post it on the, uh, on, on the internet. Anyway. I don't want to listen to this misfit. She says I've heard them. Tim Duncan. I want better than Kobe. Tim there Duncan. Is. There it is. That's the answer. The only answer that matters. It's a good answer. Yeah. Tim Duncan's better than Kobe. Take that SP3. Well, I don't, okay, fine. Take that SP3. I am a hockey fan. Like, for two days of the year. Favorite, favorite Tim hockey player? Horton. We just went through this. Was he an actual hockey player? Yeah, he played for the, the Leafs. I wasn't a Leafs fan. I'm still not a Leafs fan because I didn't grow up here in Toronto. But, uh, yeah, he was a... Howard your What? Who are you going with? Tim... Uh, who's the stupid right wing goaltender for the Bruins Tim Thomas Thomas no I wasn't I wasn't thinking him actually probably for the best Tim Taylor baby the tall man himself yeah there was actual players called Tim Taylor uh I I remember him mostly as a lightning player I'm sure he played for other teams but yeah Tim Taylor played for the, the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah, I'm not a Leafs fan. I will. I, people who watch the show religiously know that I'm a Ducks fan and I'm a Sens fan because I grew up in Ottawa. So uh, basically, I've only known happiness once, and it was immediately taken away from me because the team that won was not my hometown team, and that's where I was located at the time. Let's go, Ducks. Why? No, absolutely not. No. Yeah, Sens fan's not much better than being a Leafs fan, honestly. I mean, yeah, fair. At least our new ownership is going to do stuff oh how are you gonna you you named your your sense fan you didn't even name a uh, tim yeah yeah he's, uh, he's fine wow went tim horton went tim horton timu timu is not a tim no Tamu's not a tim that's, that's Tamu, not timu timu abs legend tamu solani 
<laughs> I always use his ketchup bottle reference. When he was on a, when he was goalless and on a goalless streak, he said, oh. uh, "When I when I get that first goal, it's like a ketchup bottle. It comes out, you know, considerably more. My output inc- increases." One of the most disappointing season as an Avs fan in history when we had Paul Korea and Tamu Solani and like they both just forgot how to play hockey. It was very sad. 2002 Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> very sad. Yeah, it was. Anyway, uh, do you want to talk about Jim Ross? <laughs> that ruled. That was hilarious. They <laughs> just cut to him for no reason. That was fantastic. Did they know that they were going to get a meme out of this? Or was just like someone said, no, that's the cut. That's perfect. If I find out that RJ City was behind some of the uh, the cuts and decisions for this, then I know it was planned. But my God, hilarious stuff. I Yeah, Jim Ross. The sit-down interviews are always fun because they were good like two decades ago. And so it's like, oh, yeah, we can use JR for this. Everyone has the nostalgia memory of, of JR for this. Um, when really Renee is just better at this point at doing these kind of things, it should probably be in that spot, but I got to do something with Jim. Uh, so they do this sit down interview and it gets, uh, it gets jumped. Kenny Omega does, but the cuts to JR just, they were so unnecessary, but I'm so glad they left them in though. I'm so happy they they left them in because I don't, Maybe people are maybe people are, are mad that it overshadowed the actual point of this segment and just became the JR meme segment, and maybe that's not great. But you know, look, the Kenny Omega saying Don Callis was basically giving him steroids as a kid, giving him some pills and stuff as a kid. You got Hangman in a friggin' ambulance with friggin'. Oh, so did Cash Wheeler actually get arrested uh, on a Orlando, charge? Orlando Sentinel just posted this. I was, I'm was i reading it right now. Oh, it just got posted in our chat. I saw Redmond mention it, and I was I was just like, uh, I'm not going to acknowledge that until I actually see it. But oh, boy. I will I will read the article from Orlando if you want. Um, okay, yeah. Up to it. Yeah, Daniel Wheeler, a tag team champion in all elite wrestling, was arrested Friday morning by the Orlando Police Department with charges – sorry, and charged with one count of aggravated assault with a firearm. He was booked in circuit court, according to county records. Wheeler's 36, better known in wrestling circles as Cash Wheeler, is a member of tag team FTR with Dax Harwood. They hold the promotion's tag titles. Uh, AEW's general considered yada, yada, yada. Just the, you know, talk about all in, 80,000 fans expected. Wheeler's an 18-year veteran, spent years in WWE, and uh, joined AEW in 2020. So, yeah, that is um, that is what's happening. That's... Don't know what this means. Nobody knows what this means. Moving into all out or all in. Uh, yeah, but this is in Florida, right? Orlando. I would. Uh, so that's the only Orlando I know is Florida. Yeah, no. I know, looking back, are they in open carry state, Florida yet? Uh, this ain't in Florida. <laughs> I know great. This, is, this ain't great. I'm. I have questions. I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, yeah, very strange. Yeah, this ain't. Uh, this ain't good. I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. But um. I don't know if this affects traveling for him. Like I don't I don't want to speculate too much on stuff, but um yeah, I don't know if this affects any type of of uh traveling. It's it's not 
okay, it might be open carry, but if it's aggravated assault with a firearm. Oh yeah, no, that's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, this ain't like, Oh, he just got caught with a fight. Like Sonia Deville, she got the, the gun charge because she had it and it was just registered in a different state type of thing. This is, if it's aggravated assault, like, uh, yeah. Um, oof. Oof. I don't even know where to go. I mean, I see Jeff in the chat being like, AW can't catch a break. And that's, unfortunately it's true it's man that's messed up i i hope um i just hope everyone's okay that's all i can say whether the cash or whoever's involved in this whole thing like i just hope everyone's okay because this is yeah he's the the mugshot that they i'm assuming this is the the mugshot from his arrest he's got a shiner under his eye could be part of it could be not i'm not going to speculate more than that but uh yeah it's not not great not great no that's uh that's not good that um uh that this is happening and you know whatever happens uh coming out of this uh, actions probably got to be taken because uh, uh, let's again to not even to comment on like actions that aew could or could not take like just like I mentioned, I feel like this might just affect his travel if this is like a pending thing. Like, I don't know if he's going to be able to leave the country if this is a pending thing. Um, Sean, Sean says AW has been made aware of the charge and closely monitoring the situation. Uh, he's fully co- cooperating with the local authorities. So again, we'll see what comes out of this. My, not AEW taking actions. AEW's got to do this. AEW, Tony Khan's got to do that. Other thing. I just wonder again if this is affects his travel. Like if he can't leave the country, he ain't going all in, and that's gonna affect things regardless of whatever actions AEW may or may not take. So, oof, oof. Bond amount is for twenty five hundred dollars. So there you go. Who knows? We're gonna get a lot of info, I'm sure, in the next little bit, and. uh yeah, this is this is strange. This, this is uh, going into a very, very large event, going into a very busy time for AEW in and out of the country. I don't know what to expect. I think a lot of people are now wondering what's going to happen. And like you said, AEW saying they're monitoring the situation, and uh, that's that's all we can do is see what they come up with. Yeah, I'm sure this will be uh, a story throughout the day, and. Um... We'll see how things are handled with this. We will we will see how how things are handled because uh, not not a good situation here, and we don't know the full circumstances. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to defend Cash in in any way, but we don't know if it was some self defense kind of act and. In the self-defense, he decided to use a gum, a gum, uh, a gun, and not his uh, fist. Um, you know that's very possible that something like that happened, but we we don't know anything right now. Um, yeah, I think I feel like that's what it means. Ryan is he basically just gun butted him with it? That's how I would take that. Yeah, I have no idea what what's going to come from this. That's all I can think about. It's a very it's a very strange situation. 
And apparently, you know, as Sean said, uh, in the AEW announcement or AEW uh, statement, they are fully cooperating. Uh, presumably, Wheeler is fully cooperating as well. So, yeah, it's <clears throat> you, you're getting close to all in, and you just got to hope that, you know, on, on, on the wrestling side of things, because that's what we talk about here, you got to hope that he can still make the town. Um, but yeah, at that point, do you, cause again, we're a wrestling show. Let's just, I, I know that, that what's going on right now supersedes the booking, but I do want to just ask, like, you have to change tag titles, aren't you? I mean, yeah, I don't think you're keeping the tag titles on them. How after this, like, that's <laughs> not the best look in the world. I mean, look, Look, WWE kept the tag titles on the Usos after, um, you know, the DUI uh, with, with Jimmy. So, like, you never know on this, but it, it doesn't seem like the best look in the world. To, to And, you know, they got criticized for that, and rightfully so that they got criticized for that. Um, now it doesn't seem like the, the best, uh, best in the world that's uh, going to happen. Very, very, very strange situation. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be talking about it. A lot of people are going to be speculating on it. We are not going to go too far because, again, this is fresh, fresh as fresh can be. So, again, we just hope everyone's okay. We hope that everyone is is safe and everyone is uh, getting whatever help or assistance they need coming out of this this Cash Wheeler arrest. This is uh, very strange news. Uh, Redmond says Punk and Dax versus the Bucks, maybe. I mean, Punk still... I don't scheduled think to face Samoa Joe, so I don't think they're going to change plans completely on that. I I'm sure I'm sure that there will be a report that Punk said I offered, <laughs> I offered, I said Punk I wants to work twice, baby. Yeah, hey, he's like MJF and Adam Cole are working twice. Yeah, why can't I, as the face and the body of Collision, why can't I do it twice? And the Bucks are just like, oh my god, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> He couldn't get into the meeting, so now he's making the meeting himself. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, Punk will probably make that offer. One of my favorite bits of all time is uh, Anderson Silva offering to take a fight, like, after the event had been canceled. Like, they, they canceled, like, this, they canceled this full event, and Anderson Silva was like, oh, no, I'll take this fight, and, like, it had already been canceled. And then they, like, did a, another uh, fight, like, a week later, and they booked Anderson for that because, like, oh, Anderson, you're ready to fight. Like, okay, we're gonna we're just gonna do a whole new event a week later. And we'll book you for this. And he ended up facing Stephen Bonner and just destroyed him because Stephen Bonner wasn't uh, R.I.P. Stephen Bonner, but he wasn't on Anderson Silva's level. And um, yeah, Anderson Silva offering to save an event that had already been uh, already been canceled is one of my Anderson Silva rules. Great bit. What if? Uh... And this this is going to play into our conversation about Edge in a few minutes. What if uh, Tony Khan is just like, I need a guy. I need a guy so bad. Dax needs a tag partner. Dax can call his best buddy Edge, and it's Adam and Dax versus the Bucks at All In. That that works for me. Dax will be like, I got a partner, and everyone's going to be like, it's CM Punk. Punk and the Bucks are best friends again. Everything's okay. All is right in the world. And then all of a sudden on this day uh see anyway i don't know what's gonna be for music you think ruckus is working on one if tony khan can actually pull that off you know what you gotta hand it to him yes you, you gotta fully hand it to him if he 
it makes this kind of lemonade out of that this lemon because I don't think it's happening. We'll talk about the the edge stuff. Um, Sorry, Dice gets Goldberg is absolutely my favorite answer. You couldn't sure. get him to Wardlow. Let's get Goldberg for Dax. Wardlow actually makes sense, right? Like Wardlow, Wardlow would make sense. Would Wardlow make sense? Yeah. For what? To replace Cash in the match. Is there is there really a connection there? Pinnacle. A pinnacle. Yeah, but like the now that the the news or at least the conversation became that you know I you know everyone hated the Pinnacle or whatever it was everyone in the Pinnacle hated MJF whatever it is like I don't know it just feels weird. Yeah, they they hated they didn't like MJF, but like Wardlow and Dax are legit friends. Sean Spears is another one that that would make some sense. I think Wardlow. You know, AEW, they just aligned CM Punk and FTR, even though like the last time we saw them, they were against each other. They're like, oh, hey, they're real life friends. Let's just put them on television as friends. So Wardlow, they've teamed with Wardlow what, recently, like at least at the end of last year. Just get Goldberg and pair him with Dax and call them the Baldies. No, they that's already a team name, Joel. No, that's Da Baldies. That's different. Oh, oh okay. This time we're just going with the because they are. They're going to be proper English gentlemen. I mean, Goldberg ain't doing that flips shit. So, yeah. He's just going to fist you until you bleed or he bleeds in his case. <laughs> He's going to throw one punch and just, why? Why am I bleeding? Uh, Stadium Stampede is also on the card. Who are going to be the three mystery men for Blackpool Combat Club joining them? I hope one is Zack Sabre Jr. Thank you, I would like too. to see him on this show. I think storytelling purposes shoda makes a lot of sense because he's obviously aligned with the uh, moxley and then santana and ortiz make a lot of sense because there's all the history with both teams really i mean santana has been out since blood and guts but he was on that the winning team with uh moxley and eddie in that bloody guts match and then ortiz had the whole issue with eddie um you know, kind of coming out of that. So I hope it's Santana and Ortiz and, and Shota. That's the best for storytelling purposes. So I'm with you on Zack Sabre Jr. He's also working Copper Box the night before. So that's an easy one. Um, Pride and Powerful would just be great just to see them back and together and to know that whatever issues they may have had is is done. And then the, the Eddie Kingston uh, conundrum continues. They could be like, we tossed a lot of money at them, and they said they'd join us. You know, Eddie, you don't matter, and something like that. Eddie's got to fight for his friends again. Um, God, I miss I miss LAX and Impact Wrestling so much. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who else. That That's the three. Those are the three I want. I know you mentioned Homicide at one point. I know you really want Homicide. I don't think it's Homicide. I, I liked, yeah, I liked Homicide for um, Blood and Guts, for for storytelling and i i'm always gonna kind of ride with homicide for for any of this and but i don't think it's it's very unlikely to be him but again for storytelling purposes he he makes sense in this spot yeah he does uh and 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 i get it i just don't think i don't think he's the guy i just i don't know who else would fit i know some people would toss now chris hero that was a good answer a good a good idea i don't think it's going to be the guy but uh yeah the uh Zack Sabre Jr. is just the one that I'm like, yeah, it should be him. I don't think it's Shota. I don't. I know. I think it's just too obvious. I would so, rather. Well, someone mentioning Nigel McGuinness. I feel like 
it's not big enough. Not that Nigel is like, we're going to then push him to the AEW world title, but like Nigel had said so many times that he wanted Brian, unless Brian comes out on, on dynamite and is just like, I got the guy that, you know, that I hate, but I respect, and he's a good fighter. It's Nigel McGuinness. Nothing, nothing has really done it for Nigel to come back other than him saying nice words about BCC. I just more needs to be there for me, at least to be bought into the idea that Nigel McGuinness comes out of retirement, fights with these guys. You can say all the ring of honor, history, platitudes and all that, but it just, to me, isn't enough. So that's why Nigel's kind of not there. How does, uh, how does Zack Sabre Jr. work from a story perspective? He's just a dick. And so kind of, yeah, it's the same reason Pac was supposed to work. And they're just going to be like, well, we tried with Pac, so here's a better Englishman, <laughs> Zack Sabre Jr. And then Pac just sitting at home being like, what did I do? <laughs> or, or looking at it and puts his eye patch on and says, oh, I'll show them. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> Honestly, it's just Blackpool Combat Club going back to the European well of dickheads and finding another one. <laughs> Uh, Taguchi wouldn't work, but he's also on the card at Copper Box. He's facing uh, uh, Will Ospreay that night. Oh, okay, yeah, Taguchi doesn't doesn't no. work at all. No, I'm just I'm thinking of names who are on Copper Box tonight because again, I feel like there are some names who are going to be on both shows. Not a ton of them, but I, I go to ZSJ because he is very easily pluggable. Given that he's shown up on Ring of Honor a bunch, he competed at uh, Forbidden Door. He's he's a name that a lot of AW fans will will know and be familiar with, especially over in the in the UK. Yeah, Shingo's on the um, Rev Pro <clears throat> show, so but he's another guy that like they have guys that you could get pops with. Obviously, of like oh, this is a special occurrence here. Uh, Shingo, even Zack Saber Jr. I would like the story to kind of take precedent on this. And that's why I think Shoda and proud and powerful make the most sense from, and if it's not Shoda, then homicide uh, make the most sense from a, a story perspective instead of just, oh, Hey, we got cool names that, you know, here's Jeff Cobb and here's Zack Sabre Jr. And here's Shingo Takagi. They don't actually make sense or fit in this story and you'll never see them on this show again. But here's some cool pops for you. Shota's a guy you won't see really on AWTV again either. But there's everything with Moxley is is at least tied together with that. By the way, for anyone asking about the uh, the Cash Wheeler stuff in the chat, we did talk about it. Just rewind the video about uh, about five to eight minutes and we will be right there when it happened live. We... Uh, when, when the story broke, we, we started on the conversation. So just before anyone starts uh, in the chat asking about it. Uh, so Chris Hero, yes, does make sense from a story perspective, obviously being aligned with, with Claudio and the beef with Eddie. Homicide, and that's why I'm iffy on Homicide as much as I like him as part of this story. And he is part of the Moxley and Kingston story. Him going against Kingston does not make sense. I fully, fully admit that. So you'd have to tell a thing of like, well, Moxley is homicide basically betrays Kingston uh, is kind of what you would have to do on that. Um, but he still fits in the scope of the story, but it, you are correct in that he doesn't fit on the Moxley side when you're going against Kingston. I liked homicide for blood and guts because Kingston and Moxley were kind of feuding a little bit, but you could 
tie it, twist it as uh, Kingston sent Homicide over to be part of the team, um, to be part of the team with Moxley. And that's why he would be part of the Blood and Guts teams. And then, you know, they lose maybe Moxley and Kings or Moxley and Homicide face shove a little bit during it. Moxley took uh, took exception to something. And then Kingston's unhappy with Moxley coming out of that. I like Proud and Powerful because they're a team that people know because they're two guys that AEW fans will know and recognize. Whereas Chris Hero is a name that hardcore wrestling fans who watch AEW will know, but it's not going to be 80,000 people reacting. I think there's more of an opportunity for closer to that 80,000 to react to Proud and Powerful because they've been consistently on AEW television. Whereas Chris Hero is just a name that people know and may have watched him in his Ring of Honor days, or at least maybe in his WWE and his NXT days, or just know him from just the, the wrestling world, but have never seen him on AWTV. That's kind of why I'm hoping that whoever they bring in, it's someone that that crowd is going to know, and therefore they're going to react for. And again, that's why I go back to Zack Sabre Jr., countryman, familiarity, things like that. They're going to react for Chris Hero because this show is in England, and Chris Hero is an NXT UK legend. He did have some great matches in NXT UK. He did. The 20 people who watched them were real big on those matches. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, NXT UK having a dog collar match because Vince McMahon doesn't know that NXT UK existed. Prime NXT UK. Great bit. Honestly, fantastic uh, stuff from from NXT UK. So yeah, Chris Hero. Chris Hero makes sense, obviously, from a story perspective. If you're, if you're just looking for pops, then, you know then sure go with uh zach saber jr and shingo and goldberg authors of pain in the chat there we go i doubt that yeah they they almost ran that big show in the uk they were right there just couldn't get it across the finish line and they were gonna have lana and and cj perry was uh was backstage yeah. dynamite this past week because she lives in nashville so there you go um maybe it's seamus because he and cesaro had coffee they I were, did have coffee. Good on them. Not like Seamus owns a place in Nashville as well. Seamus always talks about how like Miro is one of his best friends because they all live in Nashville and everything. So, yeah, so let's not read too much into this stuff, everybody. No, we need to overanalyze and speculate on everything. Anyway, in a few minutes, uh, <laughs> the independent wrestling world champion Alec Price is scheduled to join us. We're looking forward to that conversation as we kind of wind down our AW chat or at least our dynamite chat. Uh, anything else you want to you want to point out leading into all in because I know other matches were announced. But uh, yeah, is there anything else you want to dive into real quick? I hope Alec is going to join us. I've sent him the message and he has not responded. So it's early. <laughs> Wherever he is, it's early. Let's just leave it at that. We shall see. Um, but yeah, Alec will hopefully be joining us here in a few minutes. As far as dynamite goes, people were confused mad i talked about a good bit of it on spotlight and i don't have too much more what, what do you think joel let me get your thoughts on just the the pacing of things of let's announce three matches in about 20 minutes and just bam 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 hit you with everything that's the problem is that i can't remember much from it and that's not good I've said this once, I've said it a million times with Dynamite, pacing sometimes is so frenetic that it hurts them. Some weeks that works. When you're in between pay-per-views, that 
craziness is fine. It goes over well with the crowd because it's such a fast paced show and suddenly two hours are up like that. That's okay. When you're going into a pay-per-view or you're going into a major string of big events, Grand Slam's not even on the radar yet, but that's also going to come up faster than, than anyone realizes because you're going to do all in. Then the next week is all out. And then about two, three weeks later, you're going to, to do Grand Slam. You got to be careful with how you pace things when you get to a major event like the ones I just mentioned. And announcing three matches in one night was just what it's something I'm used to at this point. Cause again, I mentioned the forbidden door build. He's done that before. Tony has done that before. That's just his way, but it just, it doesn't, doesn't help. I don't remember anything after that. I knew about Osprey and Jericho because FIFA select reported it was on the cards. It was discussed. So that was like, oh, yeah, it's going to happen. The JR stuff we already talked about, it, it existed. It, it's funny. It's memeable. Unfortunately, I barely remember that the match, that it was Kenny Omega having a conversation with JR. And that, like, I, Hangman also had whatever the hell he had. That was going on. Um, yeah, it was just not great. Some of the matches were good. The, the main event was messy as hell, too. Yeah, it was on a fan of main event. That was the weirdest thing. I was the, the all of this just to get to that main event. I don't know what was missing or what happened. I don't know. I have a I have a theory that Jeff, the Texas Jeff match actually went long by about seven minutes because the women's match started at 9:30, not at 9:23. And that's it's a bit of a joke, but it's also a bit of an honest, like we see when they typically start a women's match in AEW when it's not like a title match or a main event match. Typically, it's in that quarter six slot at 923. Something felt weird. Something felt like it. maybe somebody went long. And so as a result, a bunch of stuff got cut or at least things got moved around. So the Bucks versus the Guns wasn't the greatest match of all time or anything. Wasn't going to be that way anyway. But like the Bucks cheating to win when they are the babyface tag team felt very strange to me. I don't know what I don't know what the planning was in that finish. And I don't know what we're supposed to glean from that. Yeah, it was the match was a little all over the place and even the finish didn't look come off great. Uh, I think we're supposed to lean that the bucks will do anything to win these tag team championships and they will, they will beat in this case, the guns at their own game. Uh, this is, I'm going to nitpick now, Joel. We did two back turn setup teases on this show. Did we need That's to do that? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. And I'm glad you posted. I'm glad you've talked about that because it's true. It's garbage. I hate it. Yeah, I, w- I wasn't a fan. Like, it was fine with the Cole thing, but then we did it with FTR. It's like, all right, I- I've seen this once. Like, do we need to do two of these things? Just tighten that up a little. Yeah. Uh, sorry. This is a, a work thing. And do you want to do the introduction for our guest? If he's ready, he can give us a thumbs up. You're the you're the professional here. Do the introduction. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, he is the brand spanking new independent wrestling world champion. He is the guy. He is the prize city OG. He is the man. He is Alec Price. Yo, How you doing, good. bud? You doing, G? Good to see you. Look at looking good. I know look at that title around your oh, look at that thing. <laughs> Ooh, it's shining. <laughs> what's, what's the regimen do you wake up and put a little uh, something on it and get a good oh, I, I gotta take care of it. a little something you know what i mean a little oil a little rub it down you know what I, mean? I gotta massage this thing it's old yeah 
All right, let, let's jump into this, Alec, because you win the IWTV Independent Wrestling World Title at uh, American Rana this past weekend. You beat Matt Tremont, and then immediately you're—I don't think you're causing these issues, but your title victory has caused these issues online. Of but is Alec going to come to the West Coast and defend it? Is he going to keep it? It's been largely IWTV's, largely a lot of like East Coast kind of Northeast shows, a uh, little bit of Southeast, but like you're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And now everyone's like, "What is? Where is Alec going to go to defend this?" So, so clear all of this up for everyone. And the the controversy of Alex only going to defend it here. He's only going to defend it there. That's so. Like, listen, I, I I want people to like actually ask me. You know what I mean? Because I feel like yesterday uh, there was a, like my name was being thrown around in people's mouths, and I didn't appreciate it because it's like you didn't even ask me. Like, I've had the title for a couple days. I told everyone before I even got this strap that I wanted to make this the biggest and baddest title in the freaking business. The fact that I got to sit here and explain myself on social media, is kind. Of, it's it's like, bro, I already told you guys, I'm going to make this title freaking go off. I'm going to have to. This title, this title is going to have a name with me. This is going to be the biggest prize in indie wrestling. I'm going to take this all around the world. I don't care about what other people think. Tell the promotions on IWTV, if they want me, hit me up. I will fly to them right now. Stop talking. Let's do it. I want to be the best IWTV champion I can be. And if I got to do that, I got to go on every single product over all around the freaking country, go all around the world with this belt and defend it. So tell them to hit me up. I'm ready. I'm waiting. My DMs and my booking my booking emails open. Like, I, I w- Oh, go ahead. Huh? Uh, so I, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, so the IWTV uh, title for for those that don't know, like the the history of it, guys like Wheeler Yuta, Lee Moriarty, Orange Cassidy, Chris Statlander held it. Uh, AC Mack was uh, one of my my favorite more recent champions. But kind of after AC Mack, I don't want to say it fell off a little bit, but Cruel had it. He had an injury. It got vacated. Matt Tremont had it. Uh, and Matt Tremont is known very much for just like deathmatch stuff. You are a guy that is willing to go everywhere to defend it against everyone. And it sounds like you just want to fully reestablish this thing as a, I don't want to say that Matramont devalued it or anything uh, like that, but oh, go ahead. I want to establish this as the biggest and baddest thing because like this title is supposed to be the biggest gold. The IWTV World Championship is supposed to have representation in every single part of this country and every single part of any other Providence or whatever it is in the, you know what I mean, in the whole world. I want to be like this. I don't think it got devalued, but I think the past four champions didn't do anything with it. And I feel like people have been dancing around the fact that when you have this belt, you are the top guy and you have a target around your back. For the past year and a half, two years, like I was putting on, I, had, I wrestled 157 matches last year. More than half on IWTV product. Every time that I've gotten an opportunity, almost had an opportunity, they pulled it from under me. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, bro, disrespect to all the past champions. If they want to smoke, let's go. Because they got my level. I don't care about Jonathan Gresham. I don't care about Willie Uta. I don't care about Orange Cassidy. I don't care about Krista. I don't care about any of these past J. I don't care about Tracy William, AC Mack. Cool or Tremont. I care about me and bringing this title up. It's not the title that makes the man. It's the man that makes the title. So I'm here to make sure that this goes up. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a belt that's really never left 
the the east coast or or the the north northeast area it's been that's not true at all it's been defended not recently though not recently yeah every every title defense has been like new jersey illinois like maybe a little tennessee but like it hasn't gone the west coast in a long time yeah well i'll change that that's what I'm saying. Like, I can tell you want to change that. And I think that's what the the title needs, because obviously there are other promotions that are not just New Jersey based uh, on IWTV. They need, it just needs to be everywhere. Like this belt is just supposed to have representation. It's like the NWA belt back in the day. You know what I mean? When you are the champion, you are the champion. You should be going every single promotion or territory that there is in defending the belt and putting it up against their best guys. I want to face. No, what Titus Alexander is number two? Bring him on. I faced him before. Yeah, he got us the first time. That ain't gonna happen today. You know what I mean? Cruel. I already told Cruel what's up. If Cruel wants me, Cruel can get me. But he's not focused on me. He wants me to come to him. Get out of my face. He's just afraid. I was I was gonna mention Cruel. He's carrying around what he's calling the the true IWTV title because he never lost it. He had to vacate it uh, due to reasons, injury, and uh, potential other reasons. But so yeah, Kroll is carrying around this title. And you know, what what are your thoughts on him acting like he is the true hey, champion? He can carry around his belt like a play champion. He is. It's fine. You know, I actually won this belt. You know what I mean? He won his belt, and he, you know, he, you know, he got hurt, and it sucks. It's sad. You know what I mean? But it's wrestling. It's life. You weren't there to defend the belt. Guess what? That means you vacate the title. It doesn't mean you're still the champion. You know what I mean? Like, he, he wants to show up at America Ronald like I'm afraid of him. Bro, I've seen bigger monsters my whole life than that. I've not, like, come on. You know what I mean? Cruel ain't scary to me. Cruel's not scary to me. I'm not worried about Cruel. This is the real IWTV title. It's got the names on it, just like every other freaking name. Every other person that's held this title has been held. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's no controversy. I am the real IWTV champion. And if he wants to come find me to prove it, then I'm right here. Whenever he's feeling froggy, I'll jump. I mean, shoot, if you were to lay the challenge down, where do you want that match to happen? I know it could be anywhere. I know all that. But let's say you get the choice. Where where would you want to do it? Anywhere. Anywhere, any place, anytime. Anywhere on IWTV, let's go. I want to talk about the match with uh, Matchmont because that was a, a very fun match, and Matchmont known for his uh, deathmatch style. And you are you can obviously do that style. You're more of a uh, <clears throat> more of a just kind of singles, not a pure guy or anything, but just more of a straightforward kind of match guy. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on that match? And then the finish with the cinder block and everything. And then Matrimon shows the respect to you just overall uh, looking back, reflecting on that match. Um, uh, to be honest, I think the match like that match was probably one of the best moments of my life. Um, you know, Matrimon is a legend. Um, he, he is the OG. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, you know, I have all the respect in the world for Tremont. And you know, I just, at the time, before I got the belt, it, you know, he was in the wrong place in the wrong time. And after, you know, he showed, you know, just after that moment, I can't really, I can't really hate on the dude. You know what I mean? Like he is the OG and like, I beat him for his belt in his game, but that doesn't even matter, bro. Like I appreciate him coming through. You know what I mean? Appreciate him. Like put, like taking me to the limit. Who, what other match would I could have done to win the, you know what I mean? To win the IWTV championship. Like, I had to do something. I had to fight. This was a fight. I had to go 
like balls to the wall. We in a street fight right now. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know, bro. I've worked the past five and a half, like no, six years, six and a half years. I remember looking at like being a greenie on uncharted territory, running cables and they bring the title through and I would look at it and just be like one day. So it, it was a, it was a great moment. It was a blessed moment. Um, I, I mean, it was crazy. i never seen someone bleed that much blood in my life. Like, I've seen some crazy stuff. But usually, you know what I mean? Someone starts bleeding, they run away. Tremont was just fucking... Yeah. All freaking just... Ran. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm like, this is this is delicious. It's like, I can make food out of that. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, that's that's how it felt. I, I was doing my research and looking up some of your matches and there was one match that kept coming up on my socials, but I could find no, I don't know if it happened. Did you have a match at Fenway against Ichiban in June? Did that actually happen or was it all just there and it didn't happen? What happened? No. So, um, the Fenway show got, uh, like canceled halfway through. So me and Ichi never were able to have our match at Fenway. Which is a tragic statement because we should get it next year when they have Fenway again or redo it. Um, I've been on Fenway before when I was when I first started at the Bell Time Club. I was on like the first years before the pandemic. Um, but yeah, the what happened was like the festival was running a little late. The people that were organizing it uh, organizing it came through and basically told us you have to cancel it like almost halfway through. So we tried to kind of keep pushing it back and keep pushing it back, but they came through and pulled the plug. So I mean. It's sad. I wanted to have that match at Fenway, especially where me and Ichi for the K1 Classic, you know what I mean, the Kowalski belt, but it'll happen again. You know what I mean? What can you do? Talk to me about working Fenway, though. You said you've done other uh, Bell Time Club shows in the past, uh, pre-pandemic. What's that like working working ballpark, working, you know, a ballpark that you probably grew up, uh, you know, being in the vicinity of? Um, I mean, it's crazy because it's Fenway. You know what I mean? Like, when you get to, like, wrestle there, they'll let you go there early. And you get to walk around because, like, it's a festival. So they're letting everyone who's setting up for the fest there. So you get to go on the bleachers. No one's there. No one's talking to you. You know what I mean? No one's yelling at you. You can walk all the way around the park, go right onto the field. Like, it was, it, we're, like, right in Fenway Park. You know what I mean? Like, we're right. There's the barrier right there. There's, there's, there's Boston. This is Fenway. So, like, just to see all the whole, like, bro, it's historic. You know what I mean? All the names, every every name on the brick, everything they have, you know, the graffiti and everything they have on the walls. Like, it's just, it's a life-changing experience. I, like, my first year doing it, I remember I did Fenway, and then I had my brother's wedding, so then I had to rush off. And then the second year, it was a little different, but it's just, it's still special every time. You know what I mean? doesn't get old. My favorite Red Sox player. Which one? I'm asking you. Who's your favorite? Oh, my favorite? Yeah. Um, shit. I like Big Poppy. Good answer. Big Poppy and Dustin Pedroia, because Dustin Pedroia was like, he was like a scrappy motherfucker. You know what I mean? (laughs) Good answer. Uh, Now, now Ichiban, so you didn't get to wrestle him at Fenway. He's the wrestling open champion now yeah. you are a big year staple of wrestling open I feel like you've got like a lot of wins in the row at wrestling open i never see you lose on wrestling open is that something that that interests you uh, maybe a title versus title bout here um listen i love ichi you know what i mean that's kowalski lineage all day 
You know, me and Ishii right now are actually tagging in Wrestling Open for the Eliminator Cup. So we're, you know, we're, we just entered the Eliminator Cup because we felt like, you know, us being the only two that actually have Kowalski blood. And we got gold. There's no way that we can't go, go into that and take that cup. You know what I mean? Like, Perry Saturn and Cronus were both trained by, trained by Kowalski. So the thing is, I don't know. Ichi's got his gold. I'll let him keep the gold for however long he wants. Everyone knows if I want that gold, I want that gold. That's my tag partner. I don't wish him no ill will. Let him keep his belt. I got the big world gold. You know what I mean? So, like, the Wrestling Open gold is nice, but I don't need it. I think the Wrestling Open Championship needs to be put on pe the guys that need it. Guys that are, you know, it's going to elevate them. That's what Wrestling Open is supposed to do. I know I was able, you know, I elevated myself before, and the Wrestling Open elevated me even more, and I brought Wrestling Open up with me, so it's like, it would be nice. It would be, you know, I would appreciate it if I got a title shot and faced Ichiban for it, but I don't think it's needed. I got the gold. You know what I mean? I got the real gold right here. That real gold right there. You know what I mean? You hear that? It's crazy. You and Ichi are, are in a tag team as the Kowalski Dream Team. Uh, there's another Kowalski guy that you faced a couple years ago. His name's Edward Edwards, or Eddie yep. Edwards, as most people know. Uh, you faced him in Limitless, Limitless Wrestling. This is all easy for me to say at like 11 in the morning. Uh, <laughs> talk to me about facing Eddie, and uh, you're both Kowalski guys. What was the experience? What did you learn? Uh, bro, it's like a, it was like a full circle moment. I think I like cried after that match. Um, it, it just like... You know, he is Kowalski. So, um, right now, like, if you look at the territory, there's not a lot of people with, like, our lineage, like, putting on still. It's kind of been run over by everyone else. Um, so, you know, getting to face him, it was kind of like a test for me. Like, I got to prove that we're still putting on. Even though at the time when he first wrestled me, like, he didn't know I was Kowalski until I, like, let him know who my trainer was and stuff. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? But... It was definitely me being like, hey, Brody, the lineage is still here. We're still putting on. We still we still run in this territory. Um, yeah, I, bro, I love that match. I watched him on TNA back in the day. You know what I mean? I watched the American Wolves. I watched Eddie Edwards. I watched freaking Motor City Machine Guns and the X Division. So, <sighs> bro, bring it all on. I want more. I want more X Division. Come on. X so, Division. so I don't know if you're keeping up with Impact today or the show last night. Uh, they had Eddie Edwards and Kazarian basically challenge each other to a match at the Kowalski gym on a future episode of Impact. What is that gym like? Like, tell me, give me the inside track here because if they're gonna do filming here, I need to know what I'm in, what I'm in store for. Um, it's the Kowalski gym's a nice wrestling school. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I haven't like I've been to Chaotic or New England Nepwa Academy once in a blue moon. You know what I mean? That's the Kowalski School, the old Kowalski School. It's a nice big space, big school. But I didn't train there. You know what I mean? Like I trained at a Bo Douglas who was from Kowalski stuff. Like we weren't in that area. We were you know what I mean? A different area. Just like Test of Strengths, like Wagner Brown, trained by Bo, uh, trained by Kowalski, and he's in the Connecticut area. So. I mean, it's a nice school. I would, I love training there. It's big. It's spacious. It's got a lot of noise for bumps and stuff. Two rings. You know what I mean? What more can you ask for? Bunch of old titles too. They got like all of Kowalski's old, uh, Kowalski's old belts and like a couple of broken ones and stuff that are like really old, like from like the fifties and sixties. So it was fire. Any titles you have your eye on now? As you've you've been in GCW a handful of times, Blake Christian is a. Fortunately, walking around. 
with that title. Uh, yeah. You face you face Cole Radrick. You've teamed with Cole Radrick. Um, he, he's the BLP champion. You've been there. Any titles that that have the eye of the Prize City OG? All of them. <laughs> I'm greedy. I like gold. Bring them all. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a classy man, and I want all gold. I want all GCW one. Let's get that Jordan Oliver. I want that JCW belt. You know what I mean? Let's go over to let's go over to Defy. I'll take the Defy wrestling belt and that West Coast Championship, West Coast Pro Championship. I'll go all the way up to C4, take their belt, and then I'll go to any other European promotion for IWTV and then take their belt. I want everything. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, it could be greedy. I need to stay humble. I appreciate the one that I got, but I already got two belts. I already had three of them before. So why can't I have more? I want four and five and six and seven and eight. I want all the belts. Give me all the gold. You know what I mean? Hold on, we gotta we gotta be realistic here, Alec. Because that can be realistic. Are you saying he's not realistic? No, no, he can get all these belts. No, I'm not saying he cannot win. You can absolutely win these belts. My point is, then he got to travel with all these belts. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll I'll bring a check. I'll I'll bring a check back. (laughs) All right, listen. I know you're talking about getting your your pre check and all that, and that's great. I'm happy for you. But like, you got those belts. You're gonna have to carry them around. Hey, bro, I'll buy another suitcase. Yeah, come on. Come with the territory. If you want the gold, you got to be able to carry that. Like, I got to carry that through TSA. It's crazy. Every time I go through Boston, like, they know me by now. Because, like, all the terminals have gone through there so much. That they're like, all right, where are you going now, champ? You know what I mean? I'm like, what's good, Jay? How you doing? Like, it's just wild. Have they had you pull out the belt yet and show oh, yeah. everyone? <laughs> yeah, a, cu- a couple times. But that's just because they wanted to take pictures. Have, have you lost the belt before? Don't don't jinx me. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the one thing I'm afraid of. Like when you when you win a belt, um, it's like it's great. It's a great momentum. Like it's a great it's a great meet. It has great meaning to it, but it's also kind of like someone trusts you. You know what I mean? Like at this moment, I have like I've won this belt, so the promoter knows I'm their champion. He knows that I'm going to be the guy that looks after this, that looks after their product and puts their product on top. So, like, I don't want to lose these belts, bro. You know what I mean? If I lost this belt, IWTV's giving me a pillow. (laughs) (laughs) They already didn't want to give me this one in the first place. They thought I was going to pawn it off. They were going to give me the first month. Wait, hold on. They thought you were going to pawn? Yeah, they were worried about me losing the belt, the pawn of the belt, or whatever. You know what I mean? That's why they want to give it to me in the first place. They were like, man, give him this stuff. This, this is real. You know what I mean? This is heavy. I got, Chris Jericho lost the AEW belt within like a couple of weeks at a Texas yeah. roadhouse. So. I just put, bro, I leave it. I ain't going to tell no one where I leave the belt. So <laughs> up and through the locker room to find it. You know what I mean? But. It's, it's in an undisclosed location where only I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have a man with a very uh, particular set of skills. Skills I cannot say over this video call. But you, you will find out. You know what I mean? You have been taken. I'm looking forward to those skills coming out. Uh, let's talk real quick about fans bring the weapons. You've had yep. a match against Becca with the fans bring the weapons. Uh, I've asked this question to other wrestlers who have had the experience of fans bring the weapons. Weirdest weapon you've seen the fans bring. And if you were a fan, what weapon would you bring for the match for someone else? Um, dude, fans bring the weapons is a wild experience because you really don't know what the hell is going to go on. Um, weirdest one I've seen so far. I mean, I've seen a couple weird ones where fans bring the weapons. 
I've seen like a dildo with we didn't use it, but I've seen a dildo with like it had, it was like it had freaking like thumbtacks all around it. You know what I mean? Um microphone with thumbtacks all around it. There was a gingerbread house with Legos and thumbtacks and everything else that was pointy and then mother on there. Um a lot of weird weapons. People are creative when it comes down to violence. Like, I, I, you know, you never really realize that until you're walking through the table that a fans bring the weapons and you're like, holy shit, there's some sick fucks over here. You know what I mean? Like, like holy crap. Like, really? What's going on? Like, do you need a hug? You know what I mean? Like, Careful. If you hug them, they might actually have, you know. Have you, you know oh, yeah, they might stab you. Some thumbs up on the belt. <laughs> have, you, have you taken... Come in with oh, the thumb dacked up. Yes. That's what you got to do. That's wild. They're going to do that next one. <laughs> I, I had a friend who, who went to uh, an IWS show in Montreal. They did a fans bring the weapons match. She took the, you know, those mini hockey sticks, the, the yeah. little mini. She took one of those, wrapped it uh, with tape the on the inside out and put thumbtacks on it. So it was just the thumbtack tape. <laughs> There's been a hockey stick that had my name on it, like uh, as a weapon too. That one was pretty fire. I love it. <laughs> Have you taken a Lego bump before, Alec? Uh, I mean, not in a wrestling ring at home. I've <laughs> Lego bump before. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know. But um, I will. I mean, it probably sucks. Like, I don't know. Like, I'll get hardcore and I'll go into it, and I'll really get dirty if I gotta get dirty. But if I ain't gotta get dirty, I ain't gotta get dirty. <laughs> you feel me? Like, come on. Like, I got respect for everyone that goes hardcore, and I like going hardcore, but sometimes I just, I don't need to do it. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm better. I'm better than that. That's why I'm a champion. You know what I mean? Uh, last one. Last time you were on uh, with, with myself and, and Steven Jensen, you were wearing the uh, Boston Bruins jersey. So I have to ask about uh, the retirement of Patrice Bergeron and thoughts on that. Oh, bro, it's... um. <laughs> It's going to make me cry. Um, I mean, it's, it's freaking Bergeron. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the team that we had in 2011, which was our last Stanley Cup team, it's like the uh, the people that are still on the team that were in that era just kind of like, they're leaving. Now we, like, we had Bergeron and like, say, like you know what I mean? Like Cyberg or uh, Sagan, I think. We only had like two people left that were from that team. Ah, bro. I mean, it's good on him. He's been a you know fantastic player for the organization and for Boston Bruins hockey and for Boston like as a city in a whole. So good on him. Like I'm gonna cry, but shit, I wish he wasn't leaving. <laughs> this felt like you know the the last run of that kind of Bruins dynasty. The from from that championship team uh, in 2011 because everyone talked about Bergeron thought about retiring. The year before this season, David Krejci, they didn't know if he was going to come back. Marshan and all these guys, it was, it felt like their last run. I mean, historic regular season. The NHL since like the early 2000s. And if yeah. you look at the roster of Bruins now, most of the Bruins are younger guys. They're all good, but like, I think they were there and they stayed in the organization to let the Bruins kind of like build up their old, the younger guys and like during the rebuilding process that we went through. Because we, we definitely started rebuilding after 2013 when we lost to the, the Blackhawks. So, like, you've seen the rebuilding process. And they stayed there, I feel like, to kind of mentor 
the young hawk, the youth of the of the NHL, and be like, all right, this is Bruins hockey. This is what it really means to be a Bruin. And now it's like, all right, we almost won a championship. I'm old. I'm beat up. These kids know what they're doing. Send it home. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. So, I have uh, one last question for you. Yeah. And it comes, it comes with an image as well. It's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a, a name that gram or whatever the, the hot ones gimmick was this photo from your Instagram. Did you ever have a conversation with Billy Kidman about this photo? Because my God, it is, it's an uncanny, uh, it's an uncanny. But, no, I haven't, but I should, because like, should. dude, like, the, you know what I mean, when'd you come to Boston? I need a paternity test. You know what I mean? <laughs> what like you? You know what I mean? I ain't asking for no money, no royalty, no nothing. I just need I just need to know. Billy Kidman, are you my dad? I'm joking. <laughs> um, Perry Saturn uh did a seminar up at the Bell Time Club and he said I looked a lot like Billy Kidman. So like one like um and uh, the WCW championship, the cruiserweight championship in there, uh like it was at the Eagle one day. And it was just randomly there. And I'm like, what? And I like showed to Drew. I'm like, is this yours? And he goes, no. So why do you want it? I went, yeah. It's freaking WCW. You know So I took that home. And I'm like, dog, he said I look like Billy Kidman. That's really sick. You know what I mean? That's wild. You, you just got a free WCW Cruiserweight championship. Yeah. <laughs> legit, just, it was at the Eagle, like right on the stage where like the dressing room is. And I looked at it, I'm like, the, I've seen it at the beginning of the show, and I'm like, what's a nice Cruiserweight Championship right there? And I'm like, whose is it? Oh, I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to touch it. I'll leave it right there and see who grabs it. And at the end of the show, no one's there. It's still on the stage. They have, they're packing the, the, they're packing all the stuff into the, you know, into the truck. And I like, look at Drew, and he's like, was that on the stage? And I went, yeah. And he goes, pack it in the truck. And I'm like, is it yours? He's like, no. Is he yours? I went, no. And he goes, you want it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took it right home. You know what I mean? All right. So I, th- I think we're officially recognizing Alec as the WCW Cruiserweight Champion. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the son of Kidman. Honest to God, we need Billy Kidman to reach out to you and have that conversation because the only thing that works in my brain right now. No, it's crazy. It's 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 wild how much we look alike. You know what I mean? It's good stuff. Alec, we very much appreciate your time and the chat. This was a lot of fun. Uh, tell them what you got going on. Plug all your stuff, please, and thank you. All right, so this weekend, you already know the vibes. I got uh, This weekend I had open yesterday. Now I got GCW homecoming weekend. Uh, Saturday and Sunday. After that, I got um, Limitless next weekend. I got a stuff a shit ton of dates. Look on my Instagram and Twitter at the Prize City OG to go check that out. Not only that, go check out the uh, the new YouTube show that I started called Talking Garbage. It's on IDB TV. That shit's gonna be fire. Make sure that you go to Fightful Overbook on all socials. Follow them. If you're watching this and you ain't following them, you a buster. What are you doing? I got new merch coming out, new shirts, new fanny packs. Watch out for your boy because I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot as the new IWTV champion. Let's go. There he is, the IWTV world champion, Alec Price, the Price City OG himself. Thank you so much, Alec. This was fantastic. Thank you. Be easy, Thanks, guys. Alec. Have a great weekend. Good, fun stuff. He has so much energy. So much energy. Love Alec.
it, we we had a, it was a hot conversation to start when we got into the uh, the opening stuff with the Beyond and the IWTV title. He he's very passionate about this. So I I reached out to to Alec. People know I we've had him on Spotlight uh, before. And I reached out to him after he won this past weekend because that was a big event that uh, American Ron is one of Beyond's biggest events. This and like their end of year show are basically their two biggest shows. And he won that title. And like I brought up the history of the title. You you read off the names who have held that title. Those are some big names. I mean, like two of them are AEW champions right now. Chris Statlander, Orange Cassidy are AEW champions. Will or Yuta, look where he's at and company. So the title's got good. Alex Shelley, he's, he's, freaking cha- he's an impact champion. So the title has a very good lineage. And I do think like I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to, to Matt Tremont or anything, but I do think the title fell off a little bit after AC Matt cruel. It got his injury that happens. Matt Tremont's like deathmatch legend and everything, but deathmatch guy, that's his style. I, I don't think when I think of the IWTV title, I don't think like deathmatch stuff. Um, again, it's not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to, to Matt Tremont on there it's just that's my own personal view of the title and so when alec won i was like oh i want to talk to alec because i anybody who's listened to to me on any of these shows for a while knows i have very high opinion of him and what i think his future is in this business and i also knew that alec is he follows kind of what you would associate the iwtv title when it comes to like guys like shelly orange cassidy uh yuda and things like that i was like and alex a guy that he ain't beholden to one style out here and he's a guy that he goes everywhere he's one of the top names on the independent scene he wants to wrestle everybody i was like okay i want to i want to talk to alec um and then yeah things kind of just blew up over the past couple of days where he said it himself he's like I'm not just going to stay in one spot and defend this title. Like if West coast pro wants me, I'm going to go over there. I'm a face Titus Alexander. Titus Alexander is mainly a West coast guy. So it's good. That's what the title should be. As long as it's on the IWTV platform, defend it all over IWTV. Why are we keeping it? Uh, you know, why are we keeping it on just one coast, one area? And, you know, he mentioned it has been to the West coast before and it has, but like, you look at Tremont's defenses, all the majority in New Jersey. Cruel didn't have it for a while. Um, but AC Mack, the majority in like the, the Southeast scene. Like it's been a while since it's traveled outside of whatever bubble that the person holding the title has been in. And so Alec is a guy that could bring it all across the world. Uh, so there you go. That's that's why I wanted Alec. That's I, I think very highly of him, and I'm very glad he was on the show today. And looking at the last few champions, yeah, the, he Alec Price seems like the kind of guy who will make those towns, who will go out of his way to take the bookings. He, the, the guys, he wants to be a workhorse, and he clearly is. He said it himself, you know, over 150 matches last year alone, and he has the legs to keep going this year and break that number. And he probably will, especially if he's the, if he's the IWTV World Heavyweight Champion. So a lot of good stuff. Do you think Cruel, with his fake title, do you think he painted an X over it? No, no, I don't, yeah. I don't, maybe, a, meh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he did. I don't know if he's straight edge. So that's what it represents. Oh, that's, that's I mean, it's right. He thinks he's better than you. Um, yeah. he, he put, he put it strategically over the W because <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, just an update on the, the cash wheeler stuff. Apparently yeah. the incident happened July 27th. The arrest warrant was issued July 28th. Uh, this is all coming from, uh, from Kylie from tag talk actually, who got a lot of this info and put it out there. 
Um, he waived the arraignment and his lawyers appeared in his place. This is Cash's um, lawyers appeared in his place. There was requested info, info from the prosecution for discovery, pled not guilty on August 4th, and he has his first appearance today at 1 p.m. So uh, just an update on that. I'm going to send Kylie this link and see if uh, she wants to, to join us with all of this. Um, I, I, I see she had the, the docket of events um, on there. And yeah, it's it's not... doesn't seem great that it happened almost a month ago and the arrest warrant was filed, you know, July 28th. And, you know, he pleaded not guilty on August 3rd. So it seems like it's been known for a while. Um, and then, you know, so basically whatever happened that led to the arrest yesterday or today, the the actual incident seemed like it took place a while ago, which I don't, I don't know quite how to feel about that. Like who knew about it then? Was it, was it kept quiet? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's like the positive and negative of having a very online fan base is that everybody will find out. And, and again, like it's, it's not like, it's not like the, the websites wouldn't have found out, but it's just like the dissemination of information becomes much faster when everybody knows. It's, it's not great. But we'll see, we'll see how this plays out. It sucks. You know, it just, it sucks. We, you know, Sean said it and we'll, we'll say it as well. We want to talk about the, the fun stuff in wrestling. We want to talk about the, the high fives and the, the, the silliness of wrestling, but sometimes the real life does get in the way. I blame you for uh, your hatred of the Texas Chainsaw death match. And you, you've brought all this upon to the show today, Joel, because we were going to have a great discussion about the Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch Massacre. And I don't think I said that right, any of that right, but you, know, you, were, you were a hater. And now look what your hater, uh, hater uh, uh, ways have brought this show. I mean, yeah, but you know, if you leave a thumbs up on the video and subscribe to us here, Fightful Over Books, leave a super chat, maybe we'll all be a lot happier. Is that how it works? Kylie's going to join us uh, in a few minutes. She's wonderful. So she's, she's going to pop on and discuss this a little bit more. Ooh, man. Yeah. There's a, there's something going on there. Do you want to, do you want to talk about edge before Kylie joins us considering yeah. you're going can, to the show tonight? Can I, can I borrow $500? Why? Uh, because apparently they are going to have 25 limited edition edge Toronto Maple Leafs jerseys autographed. Oh, it'll be, it'll why would you edge. want a Leafs jersey, though? I don't, but uh, the, the jersey actually looks nice. It's the, the black Maple Leafs jersey, has 25, an edge on the back. It's nice. It's a nice looking they, jersey. They need more hockey jerseys in wrestling. I remember at an Austin uh, hockey jersey, or the Jericho, sorry. Austin on like a football jersey. I have an autographed Chris Jericho hockey jersey, actually. He signed it um, He signed it uh, after a show. Yeah the bunch of fans waiting outside and Chris Jericho came out and signed it. Uh, so yeah, we need more hockey jerseys in wrestling. I miss those. I miss those days. I used to love the button downs. That's, I told you I have the, uh, the two cool baseball Jersey button down. That's yes. how I have that. Yeah. Got that at WWF New York. I, I have the WrestleMania 18 and 23 baseball jerseys. Those were great. 
those were those were fun. The the when back when they did like the weird the weird merch. When they did like the the hockey jerseys, like you said, baseball jerseys, like I said, now they're doing they do the football jerseys. Remember Triple H had the motocross jersey, whatever the hell that was supposed to be. <laughs> DX had the football jersey. I might have I might have had a DX jersey. I definitely had the Austin one. Rock had like a football jersey. Um, yeah, nobody does basketball jerseys because there's there might have been a couple basketball jerseys. Um, yeah, we need more hockey jerseys. That's my biggest takeaway. The Austin baseball jersey, I had that as well. That one was cool. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I would love to get one of those again. But uh, why Solable gets me on my way. I got five on Joel's Edge hockey jersey. Thank you for that. If you want to donate more, we need five hundred for me to be and and I got to get there early enough to be able to get one of those 25 jerseys. That's insane to me. 25. And, and the, the arenas, like, they are going to be sold out tonight, like legitimately sold out. They're very close. They were very close about a month ago before this Edge match was even announced. Uh, it's his 25th anniversary special, Edge versus Sheamus one-on-one. Edge was on ET Canada. I'm surprised that our friend Shaq didn't get the uh, exclusive because he normally did. But instead, Edge gave comments, said, this is the last uh, the last match on his deal. His contract is effectively done, and he doesn't know what he's going to do. Those were effectively what he said. What uh, what what do you think? Is this Edge's final WWE match, or is he going to go to the back and they're going to be like, "Here's a dump truck full of money and <laughs> and a bun- and like no dates, but you can show up whenever and uh, you can I don't know bring bring all your friends. You can have year long feuds with whoever you want, Edge." I don't think I don't think this is his last match. I'll say that. Um he he said in that interview that he isn't quite sure what the decision is going to be until basically he gets backstage and has a feeling about things, right? Like he it could be the match goes really well and he's feeling great. He's like, "Oh man, I want to do that again." It could be he's out there and the match is like fine and he just comes to the conclusion of that was good, but I don't know if I want to put myself through this anymore. And Sheamus <laughs> ain't the easiest opponent to work with. And I'm not saying that is like Sheamus is like difficult. I'm saying that is like Sheamus is going to knock you around a little bit. That ain't an easy night at the office on, on the body type of thing. So it could be he goes back there. He's like, yeah, I just don't want to get hit like that ever again. Um, so I, I could totally see that be, being the case for Edge. I don't think it's going to be his last match, though, just because I think his last match is probably going to be something a little bit grander. And and no offense to SmackDown and Toronto on August 18th, it doesn't feel like this big, grand thing. And it does feel for, for like him... It's going to be just a little bit more of a a grand moment, a little bit more fanfare behind it, a little bit more promotion behind it. At the same time, how many times do we see like this is the retirement match, this is the retirement match, and then it doesn't stick as a retirement match? It's very possible, you know, he calls it the last match of his deal. It's very possible he does this match, and this is what I think happens. He does this match, he feels however he's going to feel after the match, And then he just takes some time off to reflect and stuff. And maybe after that time away, he thinks like, all right, I'm good. I don't want to do anymore. And maybe after his time away, he feels like I can come back. I want that WrestleMania payday. Let me, let me come back and I want to work with this guy and that guy type of thing. I could see it going either way, but I don't think this is his last match. 
and I agree with you. Whether or not this is the last match in WWE is is the bigger question. Personally, I agree that August 18th, the random SmackDown, not it. He, Everyone's going on this because, and I know Kylie just popped in, so we're going to bring her on in a sec. Um, the the last year in October on raw, when edge came out and said, you know, we come around every summer and I want to finish my career in Toronto. There are other events in Toronto that you can finish your career at that WWE comes around for. You don't know. Um, so he just knows it's on the calendar, but he also said at elimination chamber press conference, Hey, how do you feel now? And he's like, ah, maybe I don't want to retire just yet. So I think we're still in that mode for edge. And there's also, there's a six man on the table for that edge. And I don't know who, versus the brawling brutes there's another match you could do a six-man tag it'd be fun so who knows i think he might want to do one more match with beth as well yes i agree i i think that's that's something that would be great on the table do it with uh ria and dom <laughs> for that that's i wouldn't hate that actually. at all let's yeah. do it maybe that'll be the uh didn't they do that wasn't that the elimination chamber match no it was um it was finn wasn't it finn yeah i think you're right definitely wasn't dom do re on. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, uh, you want to, this, this, this was your get. Do you want to introduce Kylie real quick? I just did. You introduced Kylie. Oh, oh <laughs> Kylie's here. <laughs> uh, hi, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> what a morning it's been though. Yes. You're breaking news here. You're, you're getting all the, uh, the scoops for, for everybody. I wish I wasn't, but that's okay. <laughs> Part of the job, unfortunately. Let's uh, so, I mean, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Okay, let me let me set it up right fast. So we've been mm -hmm. talking about the the Cash Wheeler um, uh, arrest uh, for aggravated assault with the the firearm. Uh, it literally came out while we were on the air, and Kylie has been on social media posting uh, basically the timeline, the the docket that that's online, and then also uh, your your lawyer father has given you. <laughs> some insight to this as well. So just to, to catch everybody up on the, the timeline of events mm -hmm. when it comes to cash. So per the docket and the records that are publicly available, there's some stuff that's confidential to protect him. Um, but the incident happened on the 27th of, of July. Um, on the 28th of July, there was a warrant issued for his arrest. Um, and then on the 3rd of August, his lawyers appeared. He waived um, his arraignment. He did not appear. His lawyers appeared in his place, uh, pled not guilty, did the basic like requesting stuff from the police, information on witnesses, um, so on and so forth, requesting a jury trial, all that kind of stuff. So that was August 3rd. And then fast forward today, August 18th, he appears, he you know is arrested, he's formally booked, all that stuff, gets his mugshot, his fingerprints, and he has a hearing at one o'clock. And so at the hearing, um, they'll decide bond. He'll pay his bond. Um, and then also, if he's going to try to make it to all in or traveling out of state at all for AEW, he has to request that with the court. Um, and that should also probably happen today at the hearing. So that was my one of the questions I had mm -hmm. coming coming out of this is when the news broke and we didn't have all this information just yet, I was like, oh, how does this affect all in right yeah. now? Because it seemed like you get arrested for some a charge like this, you're probably not going to be able to leave the country. Um, and then I, I saw you post the, the message from your dad that like he basically has to file a motion to see if he could 
do it. And mm-hmm. it is like, Hey, this is what I need to do. This is the reason I need to do it. And it seems like it's still possible that he could wrestle it all in. If this goes through. It is possible because the U S has an extradition treaty with the UK. That's the okay. only reason why it's possible. Um, so he could request it in the courts. And again, because it's, you know, the U S courts and things take a long time. He would probably have to do it today to get there for all in to get approved in time to go to all in. I mean, the UK still technically reserves the right to reject him. And then you also have to question whether AEW wants to actually bring him and what kind of reaction that would get. Um, Especially because this happened weeks ago. He pled not guilty weeks ago, August 3rd, uh, and AEW, he's been on AEW TV. So I think fans are kind of like questioning, did AEW know about this? Is AW confident in him and just kept booking him because they're confident they know the full story that, you know, fans don't know because the police haven't made a statement yet. Um, and, you know, Cash Wheeler himself hasn't made a statement yet about, you know, his defense and what he believes happened. So there's like so much up in the air. But if like if I'm AW, I don't know if I'm bringing him to the UK with me. At that point, you know, Jeremy and I kind of talked about it. There, There is a wrestling side to this. There is an entertainment side to this what do you do? Do you just can the match entirely? Do you just move it to all out? Do you replace cash? Do you, what, what can happen in terms of the entertainment? Because unfortunately that's still something that needs to be carried on with. Yeah. And presumably like you wouldn't want cash Wheeler to still be, you know, a champion during this, Because he's still, you know, he pled not guilty, but he's still got to go through the legal process. He's got to go to trial. He has to do all these things. Um, So that puts, of course, Dax in like a weird spot where what do you do with Dax at that point? I mean, you could slot someone in there. You know, people today were fantasy booking, you know, Edge to AW. And now all of a sudden this happened. So the natural response is, you know, Edge. Um, I mean, CM Punk, like Dax has friends that you could put in that place. But I think ultimately the right move, if I was Tony Khan, is to strip the titles off of FTR and do Young Bucks versus someone versus someone in like some kind of three-way situation and just crown new champions and then move FTR Bucks three down the line um, if there ever is a time where they can do it then. So you just go full, take the title off of them now. I mean, AEW kind of put out the the statement of like cash is cooperating. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're looking into it type of thing. I, we, we brought up the timeline of events of it happened uh, nearly a month ago. And you know, how much did AEW know? I guess maybe we'll find out, but you're for you, if you're Tony Khan, you're not taking any risk with this of just go ahead, take the titles off of them. Young bucks are still on the card. We'll figure out who, who they could face. Yeah, because it's a third-degree felony charge, right? So you have the legal side, like, if he's doing all the stuff with his lawyers, working out logistically for him to be able to be a tag champ, right? But then it's also, like, fan perception. Like, fans are going to know, or most fans, I would assume, would know that he's, you know, in the situation. um, And it's, like, a serious, serious charge. It's, like, a scary charge. And for a lot of people, like, that has such a negative connotation. And, you know innocent until proven guilty, all that kind of stuff. I have no clue what the story is. I have no idea what happened apart from what's you know publicly available. Um, and I imagine his lawyer or someone will release their side of the story later on. Um, but I do think just from like a business perspective, 
that having FTR off all in and then presumably off AWTV until there's like, you know, a clear path to a resolution or something is probably best. Um, we have no idea how this is going to shake out if this goes to trial, if something happens and something is settled, there's like a plea deal, whatever happens. We don't know what's going to happen. But like what I do know what is going to happen if I'm Tony Khan is I have a show at a stadium in the UK with 80,000 people, which is probably going to be, you know, the biggest wrestling show ever. Um, and I have, you know, a talent who has a third degree felony charge pending in the United States. So and maybe it's just because I lean on the side of, you know, better safe than sorry. But I think there's a bigger match to be had in the Young Bucks versus someone else than the Young Bucks versus Dax and Dax's friend. Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal is who you were talking about. Jeremy, <laughs> no more Jeff Jarrett. I am, I am so How good. dare you? He's only good when he's in his gimmicky Texas Chainsaw match. Oh, I didn't mean to pull senior nerds uh, comment. That's my line's, my line's <laughs> always going to go to Jeff who Jarrett. Would, who would do something like that? Who would say something like that? <laughs> my God. Sorry. I'm here. I'm just updating. I'm, I'm updating our thumbnail uh, <laughs> for the show because clearly a lot of things changed. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, Oh, go ahead. Kylie. No, I'm just, it's just such a wild situation um, that, so the Orlando Sentinel posted that article and I'm thinking this is a hoax as you know, Floridian I'm in touch with the news in Florida. So I'm like, this is a hoax. Uh, and it wasn't a hoax. You know, his records were available, uh, the Orlando police department and then, you know, the orange County clerk of the courts. So AW is in a, it's in, they're in a bind and it's just AW big pay-per-views forbidden door all in they're cursed. Like something always happens that, you know, completely throws a wrench in the works. And it sucks that it's FTR versus the Young Bucks that are kind of paying the price, um, especially because this is, you know, the rubber match. And I think people are really looking forward to this match above a lot of the other matches on the card. But I mean, you got to make lemonade out of lemons. And I AEW can do something really, really fun here. Yes, more Jeff Jarrett. That's exactly. What no, <laughs> no, never. Let's put Luchasaurus and uh, and Jungle Jack back together. No, <laughs> I no. What? What's wrong? I, lo I love evil Luchasaurus. I love that he's just there and he's big and dumb and scary. I love that about him. What if what if Christian brings Edge in, but it's not Christian and Edge. It's going to be Edge and Luchasaurus. For the tag titles, what if that's the match? And Christian is just like their manager, and he just like, he just steals their belts. He just picks them up. <laughs> it's, it's, yes, this is it's Christian's evolution. He's like, I am the tag champion, just me, <laughs> just Christian. <laughs> Tell me where that's not entertaining as hell. It would be listen. It's lighthearted and fun, and exactly what we need. So you know what? I'm on board. I will co-sign <laughs> that from Joel. Thank you. He's the tag champion. He's the AEW TNT champion. He holds three belts, one man. He's all these champions. Uh, bless Christian Cage. 
rules. Uh, collector. <laughs> uh, Kylie, thank you for joining us on, mm-hmm. on la- late notice here as you've been breaking all of this news on, on Twitter and keeping fans updated. Thank, uh, thank you to your dad as well for adding some extra, <laughs> extra insight. Let him know. Let him know he that he so is uh, confused. I called him <laughs> and I was like, I need you to give me the rundown. I need to know everything. And he's like, who is this? Like, do you know this person? And I'm like, no, it's oh, not. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to who is this is was to you of like who is this? Who is texting me these questions? <laughs> oh my dad just forgets who I am. <laughs> uh Kylie, let everybody know where, where they can find you at. Um well you can follow me on Twitter at Kylie Wrestling. Uh you can also see me on Fightful Overbooked Mondays at three on Tag Talk. That's me and my best friend Haley. We talk about tag team wrestling uh and lots of fun stuff. So every Monday at three. There you go. Kylie, thank you so much. Yes, follow Kylie, support Tag Talk, uh, support Kylie and Haley. Thank you again for joining us on Mm -hmm. Late Notice. And uh, 1 o'clock should be fun uh, in the the wrestling sphere. I guess a little bit after 1, once some type of decision comes down. uh, Should be really fun out there. It's going to be a great afternoon. So good. Fun Friday (laughs) afternoon for everybody. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go to Five Guys and have lunch. I'm going to stay And then I'm going to go to SmackDown tonight, and I won't worry about wrestling. Have the best time. I will do my best. Don't bring your phone. Leave your phone. Someone (laughs) has to do shorts for the channel. (laughs) And I can't, well, I can trust Tim because he's really good at it. But we both have to do it. So that's part of the deal. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you. Bye. There you go. The great Kylie from Tag Talk joining us on, on short notice there to discuss. And what's going to end up being the biggest story of the day? It is. I mean, plus Edge, but you know this this is the stuff that overshadows something like that. Unfortunately, can't um, retire now, Adam. Yeah, <laughs> this is what's going to actually keep him sticking around. He's like, my last day is not going to be overshadowed by this Cash Wheeler. Not only day. that, but the, by Cash Wheeler's arrest from a week, two, three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I keep losing track of the fact that it's the 18th already. We're already midway through August. Yep. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. What a busy, busy day. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be fun at one o'clock. And I say, I use the word fun, not in the way most people are going to use the word fun. Because yeah, it's, it's going to, we'll get some type of an answer. I imagine, you know, that's when the hearing is. So some type of an answer will come down. He'll, get a charge you won't get a charge whatever it might be and i imagine AEW is waiting for that before they even make a final decision they're gonna let the court process play out before they take any action as is kind of standard with a lot of this stuff right sullivan putting out edge is gonna, <laughs> gonna <laughs> awesome somebody. like oh no uh, <laughs> oh my goodness anyway uh let's let's wrap up this smackdown preview real quick grayson waller has uh, the new United States champion, Rey Mysterio, on. I assume this is leading to Grayson Waller wanting a U.S. championship match. I'm fine with that. As the first challenger, let's do it. I I would assume that is what it is leading to, is Grayson Waller wants a title match, and maybe he'll he'll get it. I mean, there's nothing else, you know, working. Uh, Nothing else on SmackDown, so that's awesome. Theory's going to come out and try and make it a three-way. Oh, sure. Why sure, not? sure for Austin Theory. Sure. Um, before we head out and do the plugs, I do want to point out, uh, I would mentioned 
the Kowalski impact match that they're going to do. I actually do want to shout out the Kevin Knight versus Moose match from impact this past week was really, really good stuff as was the uh, Deanna versus Kylan King match. Uh, go out of your way to watch that. It's probably going to show up on their socials today. <laughs> Who knows in the next couple of days, but again, you know, I, I cover impact for, uh, for a fightful and it's uh, some day, some weeks it's a slog admittedly this past Thursday, the show was actually really, really fun. So go out of your way. Go check that out. I think it was a really, really solid episode of Impact Wrestling. All right. Get on get on Impact. I'll have to watch the show uh, this weekend. I usually don't watch Impact until the weekend. Yeah. Even if, honestly, even if you're just watching the highlights, you're, you're getting a lot of good stuff out of that. So go, go get that. Uh, and then, of course, Pro Wrestling Podcast rounds us out with Can I Get a Hoo-Yah? You got to do it now. No, you just did it. He got it. Can you get one too? Can you get one from you? Got to send more money. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> by the way, Louis sent a super chat saying Kylie is better than necessary for ITW. It's true. Factual. Very much so. When, when Kylie shows up, the, the ratings go up too. There we go. That is true. That's also very true. Yeah. Now I got to update the thumbnail and update the copy. <laughs> and listen, when I said yesterday that I got ahead of it, I didn't mean go blow it up the next. You see, day. Joel, I told you. I told you that that uh that this is your fault. You brought the negative energy with not liking the Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match and and calling out uh, the reasons. They donated the money to charity, Joel. Not good Did enough. Did you know that? That's not. Yeah, that's right. You you need to know it. That excuses any problems with the match. Did you know that? If oh. you don't, if you don't like this match you hate charity yes that's right so you you called that out you were nitpicking admittedly Admittedly. on that um so you brought the negative vibes and then you jinxed yourself by like hey nothing happened before the show nothing did joel nothing happened before the show they decided to do it during the show that's what happened and y'all got to watch me update a thumbnail in real time while we talked to kylie (laughs) so go go. ahead jeremy plug the stuff let's get on out of here all right, let me do the what so how who ya? Did I do it right? Just sure, who ya? Yeah. Ah, oh, there it is. Can you do the scent of a woman next? Go who No. Okay. I did it. I did. It. I did the maybe the world's longest. I should get a Guinness record. Honestly. No, they did a whole thing about the loudest burp. It was on KYN this past week. Jeremy, plug this stuff. Let's get on out of here. Um, the fightful overbook. Shout out to Alex 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 uh, Alec Price for joining us today. Big big thank you to him. I love that he plugs our stuff in his as well. Um, yeah. yeah, he did that with Spotlight. Look, that's that's good stuff, man. You know, plug the stuff that you're on as well. Um, shout out to Alec Price for, for joining us today and shout out to Kylie for joining us on, on short notice uh, as well. And yeah, I don't know, watch all the stuff on Fightful Overbooked. That's, that's Plenty of it. Fridays are us. And of course, in the afternoon, you've got coexisting with Rob and Maggie. So check them out. They're basically going to talk about uh, all the stuff in wrestling too, but they're going to take their spin on it because they are different from us. In some ways, they're better. I'll let you figure out how. Just go watch the show. How's that? Fightful Overbooked. Every day we're dropping content, so come and join us there. And of course, 
I think that's it in terms of what's going on. Uh, Kate, uh, Kate and I are probably back on Sunday at 8 o'clock, so okay. go ahead. We'll be there. Uh, I am Matt Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, enjoy your weekend. If you're at SmackDown tonight in Toronto, come and say hi, because I'd love to see you. And until then... Punch Joel in the face if you're in SmackDown in Toronto. Why are you trying to get people to assault me? I'll give you a dollar. I'll give you a dollar if you punch Joel in the face. Can I punch myself in the face for a dollar? No, doesn't work like that. Okay. Well, enjoy your weekend. Have a good one. Cheers. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com.